Welcome to Have a Dope Day. I'm host Gabriel Lopez, and I have with me Lady Junkrat here. Lady Junkrat and I met about the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I've seen her hustle herself from wanting to be an artist, to being in galleries, to being in charge of operations at the galleries, to also just getting it on her own. So I thought she'd be the perfect person to follow up and give us insight on who she is, what she does, and why she does it. So welcome, Lady Junkrat. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be here for sure. Yeah. So let's get into it. Where are you from? Um, well, I grew up in Atlanta. So right outside of Atlanta, I know it's a big deal to say you're from Atlanta and people ask you where. But um, so the majority of my time was in Georgia, uh, spent some time in Atlanta. And then I moved out here, um, like you said, right at the beginning of the pandemic for a job and just kind of fell in love with California during a weird, weird time. <laughs> How long before the pandemic did you land and get yourself situated here? Oh, man. It was like uh, February 2020, oh. <laughs> so like right when it started. I was just like, I didn't know anybody. Um, I remember I lived in like an apartment in Roseville, and everything was shut down, and I actually stayed in my apartment for three months. Oh, shit. And then uh, I just, I was like, I can't be inside anymore. And yeah. so I went to Walmart, and I bought um, this little like canvas uh, set so it had like a little easel and some paints and stuff and I hadn't painted in like I don't know six months and then I bought a camera and just went out and started photographing nature and like getting acclimated with the the, the whole scene of what California has to offer like without being social I guess yeah no I'm, there's that's one weird thing I don't know really how other places are but like you can literally go 10 minutes in any direction and be in a completely different scene completely yeah. different environment yeah, yeah 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 so i think that's dope about yeah. where we are um so you you bought this canvas because you had put art down well so i i, I got like a corporate job that i had been doing for a couple of years and they offered me an opportunity to come out here uh -huh. um and it was like all expenses paid three months like hey just check it out see what you think and we'll see how it works and of course as soon as i moved you know they didn't need me because we all had to stay at home so, like, I had kind of put painting aside for a while, even though it's been a big part of my life, and I didn't know anyone, so I figured, like, all right, well, I'll just start painting again, and Walmart was literally one of the few places that were actually open. Yeah, they still open, yeah. So, I'm just like, all right, let me get this kit, and then, actually, um, I painted, like, a couple things, but then I ended up getting a canvas, and one of the pieces, it's, like, one of my favorite pieces, uh, I ended up painting that, and I was like, damn. Like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoy this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it, it started me back into um, really exploring art again, you know. And how how big is the gap from the last time you put art down to you picking it up in California? Oh, Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, like, I was pretty active. So I would say it was probably, like, six months of being inactive before I moved. So, you know, my job got pretty serious. I was flying out here once a month and... Um, beforehand though, like, you know, my whole life I've been doing art. Um, I, when I was young, I, I took a lot of art classes outside of school and like in school. And it was just something that I always say this phrase, like no matter how far I try to run from it, it keeps finding me. And, um, so same situation, like I didn't know what to do. And, and that idea of like, well, make something came to my head and I know that I can do it. So it's, it sucks that I put it down, but it's always there when I'm ready to pick it back up. It definitely is. And you come from a very strong art background, I think, don't you? Because it seems like your mother 
has like a dope store, has everything going on for her that she wants to have there. Yeah. So, um, it's, my mom's a really interesting person. She's a, she's a psychic. Um, Oh, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) But, um, so I grew up with a very open minded mindset of like, you know, I I wasn't forced to go to church or like anything like that. Um, but she always encouraged creativity. So it, it was something that like, you know, I, it, it was always a part of my life and it was always, um, it was kind of a form for me to express myself too, like emotionally. Um, a lot of times I would struggle with depression or, you know, things yeah. and art's always been the thing that like, if I don't know how else to get it out, art was the way. And so I think at, at a young age, it was really fundamental for me to, to like, heal or to get through like some big things in my life so and she really really and you know kept that always is encouraging me always telling me like you know just if you could just do this or just try or whatever so I think I don't I didn't really appreciate it when I was young and now I definitely appreciate it because she still is that way yeah and I think when you're young you don't fully understand that you have call them issues you know or things you want to change so you become an adult and you kind of realize like some of these things might be holding you back yeah. Like, how do I fix these? And that kind of seems to be the trend with everybody that I've brought on. Not not really intentionally, but just kind of seems like I didn't know this, but art is healing to a lot of people. And I didn't I had no idea that that was a thing like that existed as an outlet or way of therapy healing for people. Yeah, so it's been tight. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think overall art is probably the best way for me to even today, like to deal with difficult feelings you know and honestly like the most cool art I think I make is usually when I'm like feeling like big things so if I'm like super well a lot of times they'll all like think I ruined something be like fuck this and then I paint over it the next day I'm like oh it's fine yeah (laughs) one thing that comes to mind what kind of psychic was your mom like 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 move shit across the room of her mind or just like like put her hand up and be like, you're having a bad day today, aren't no, you? So like when, um, this is a story that I love to tell people, but she, she like does tarot cards mainly. Oh. But, um, when I was like 13 or 14, I had these friends that were in a band, like, you what? know, it was like five, five guys and, uh, you know, they all like, we all, I smoke cigarettes and like, we're all just what? maybe a little older. I think I was like 15 or 16. Did you have baggy ass pants with chains on and shit? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I had some Jinkos. Yeah. Um, but like she, they came over to my house and she was given a group reading to, to my friends. So she was just like asking them questions and telling them stuff. And like, I was, you know, I was skeptical at a young age too. And I can, I'm pretty skeptical of like the spiritual world. Sometimes people kind of, especially like, you know, people kind of overdo it. But, um, my one friend was raised Mormon and like, he was really not feeling it, I guess, or didn't really buy into it. And I'll never forget, man. She started telling him about this dog that he had, and she what described <laughs> she described the dog like in detail. And out of nowhere, he just started bawling, yeah. crying. Yeah. Like, and I don't think you know she meant to do anything harmful, but it was just like that was the moment where I'm like, damn, like I really believe in this now more yeah. than I like. It was undeniable proof to me that she was able to access this like crazy part of. You know. This dude's life that he right never told off. her about. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty intense. No, and that's, I always wondered, like, what kind of thoughts 
does that person have about things in the world or like what kind of how do they feel about other things and like that's also one of the cool things about different types of art that I'm noticing and realizing is like the trauma we all experience and put into our paintings actually become like some of the greatest inspiring tools people have yeah and so it's it's actually really dope to see people be able to translate that one of the things I really like about your art is your use of color I'm I'm a nerd for color already and I have a certain like maybe 10 colors that I just kind of go to pick and like like to use and I always think it's interesting when somebody surprises me with color and so you and I painted a wall off of K, underneath K Street or on the side of K Street yeah and um I purposely went like less color because I wanted to see how you would flex. Not only was it one of the first times you used spray cans, but it was like you pick colors. And I was just like, I'm going to be honest with you. Don't get mad at me. I was just like, bro, what is she doing? Those don't go good together. And then I seen you paint it and I was like, oh, shame on me. Like she just taught me something that's fucking tight. And I started looking at color differently too. Not only I have this assumption that when you meet, people that make stuff that I like that maybe they're going to be like a dick or they're going to be like talk down to me maybe because I don't all the way understand what I'm doing yet. Yeah. But like that was one of the things I really liked about you is you just kept it, kept it a G. You just kept it like super cool. And that's, that's why like, uh, also too, I've wanted to do things with you like creative wise. Yeah. Cause I like that energy like that you have. And I think other people see that too. And that's why you've been able to like just hustle your way into things and do things and things are happening for you because you're making them happen with positive energy. Yeah. I mean, I really appreciate that. Cause I, I kind of, um, I mean, you talked about like us kind of getting to know each other in the art world. Like it, it was for me, it was kind of an honor to be invited out to like paint with people who, you know, have been doing this for their lives. It's part of their lives. And, you know, honestly, fundamentally, like it's not something that's been a part of my life. It's something I've been passionate about like uh writing and and like just artists in general like from a different world you know and essentially I felt really accepted and then on top of that too like you just I think it's the free flow of um letting somebody just do their thing you know like it was nice to have the wall and just be like here's all my paint yeah pick some colors yeah let's let's make something cool and so there was no expectation um, and I guess based off of the art you'd seen me make, like you just trusted me to yeah. not fuck up. No, and that's really, I was excited about almost not the outcome, but the experience, right? Like when I see something that surprises me and makes me excited, I almost obsess over it. Yeah, I have to think like, like when I do put the time aside to like really study it, I'll look at it and just be like, dude, I really like this. And there's a lot of stuff that I do that with, like. And it's grown because I've been learning about different types of art and stuff, like from oil paintings to like just abstract paintings to like realism to surrealism to like just cartooning illustration. Like you can take something from everything. Yeah. And as an artist, I think you automatically put that in your toolbox, you know, like Phil says, and like just kind of yeah apply it later on. Well, it's funny, too, because um, I know there's some artists that will intentionally hide other artists from then when they're trying to create because it's such a deep subconscious uh like i'll notice like i'll like for instance the paintings that you know everybody all of us are working on for the thing coming up yeah yeah like i noticed that i was naturally choosing the same color canvas and colors that the figures are you know and it's like you don't realize how 
actually like easy that subconscious thumbprint gets on you when you see something like if you go make art the next day and I guarantee you look at something you looked at the day before you'll notice that like pieces of that are in the thing you create so it's good to be inspired by people but I know for me like I try to balance it where I don't try to submerge myself in too much art because I don't want to like pull from too many people and like lose my um kind of like I go into a space when I create like a, a mental space and I try to like pull from that more so than like the outside world but it's good to have a little bit of both I think Wait, is it a psychic space because no. your mom's psychic too? <laughs> no, no. Oh. I mean, I don't know. Like, That'd be dope if it was. I think, like, you you talked about, you know, spirituality and art and feelings and all that stuff. I, I really appreciated the, um, the thing that Cheyenne shared on your first podcast where it was talking about, like, like oh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he had some phrase or saying, like, hanging up in his wall. Yeah. And it was, like pray by making let your art be your prayer or your truth yeah, be your prayer or something yep. like that and i'm sorry shannon if i messed that up yeah <laughs> sorry but like what i realize especially getting older is that art for me is meditation like yeah, it, it definitely it's is going into myself and pulling something out of myself that I, I always say like when i paint i have no plans no intention yeah. i just try to zone out and create and like i think fundamentally art saves a lot of people's lives because it's such a powerful tool and when you're honoring yourself and your true self who you are and you're creating through that like it's a channel of something greater onto a canvas or onto whatever you're creating you know and that's really powerful I mean that's the kind of art I want to make is not something that really means something um to other people too like you know it's like a uh imprint of yourself on something permanent so if somebody else can look at what i make and and have a, an emotional reaction or whatever that means more than anything to me yeah and it's uh i didn't realize this because graffiti you painted anonymously and there's really minimal accountability through the entire years of my experience painting graffiti as an artist and in sacramento and in like the little few people i've met it's very like public so I didn't realize how brave you had to be to be able to like share your art with people and be like, Hey, this is my art. And you're like, yeah, I just healed from this. And they're like, that's fucking right. shit. They're like, Oh, that looks like this yeah. thing I yeah, saw yeah. somebody else do yeah. last month. And yeah. you're like, cool. I'll just go die. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's, uh, it takes a different caliber of person and it takes a different space in your mind to, to just be like, you know what? Judgment or not good or bad. Like I'm going to go for it because it's healing and it's therapy. Yeah. And it turns out too, like some people will actually give you money for this. So that's dope too. It is. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, like uh, being in Sacramento, I've learned so many things in such a short period of time. And uh, I don't know if we've talked a lot about it, but I have a lot of passion for the graph world. Um, a lot of my art also is in, like my movement and the yeah. colors and stuff are inspired from that because it's such, um, it has like a boldness. It, it's meant to like say something or, yeah. Or at least the, I don't know. I, I don't know what it means. It can mean anything, really. But I feel like a lot of people who make an impact, like, know how to push barriers. And so I've always been inspired by people that, like, I love seeing, I mean, I don't know if it's the best thing to say, but I love seeing, like, some graffiti on a building where it shouldn't be, like, or on a window. And people are like, oh, that's, that's terrible. But, yeah. like, oh, 
uh, here's a good example. My friend Lily made this comment, and I really like this. And she, she said that graffiti is kind of like moss growing on a tree. Mm. And it was really mm. powerful. And basically she's saying, you know, when, like, um, nature is stagnant and things are kind of, like, wearing down, moss or, like, fungi starts to grow. And I feel like graffiti is – she she was saying that graffiti yeah. is like that too. And so it's almost like a, a human uh, moss, you know, covering things that need attention – or I don't know. It's like a defense. Yeah. Huh. So I just thought that was a really powerful statement to like, I don't look at graph as just one thing. It's, it, it's a lot of, it, if you're not from it, which I'm not, you yeah. know, but I've gotten to peek into the world. Like it's so much more powerful and important to people's lives. It's not just like some thing to do to like show, to get cloud or whatever. I mean, it is, but but that's like the people that I've met, like everyone said it saved their life. And yeah. that's a really, really, really cool thing. That's what makes me really interested in it is like how, how did it save your life? Yeah. And it's, that's the other thing about graph that's always been dope too, is like the part of painting is, is fun. It's awesome. The adventures are fun, but ultimately you, you kind of see this rhythm develop with, with craft writers and you'll see like maybe there's six to seven months or a summer where they paint with just one person solely. And it's because these two people like get on a wave. They get on a vibe, right? And they're just like, whether it's we're going to steal everything we need or it's we're only going to paint four pieces, but they're going to be like banger pieces. Like you just connect with people, random people. There's no money involved. It's it's honest human interaction. And then there's the action of painting that everybody enjoys too. So like that's one thing that's always kept graph like new and vibrant too to every writer. It's like the crayon box to pick is like it's endless, yeah. you know, it's like. It's, it's always been tight. And I think, too, that's one of the reasons why I like your art is it feels like graph. It looks like like it could be graph or like maybe it is graph. And it just I don't think there's. Uh, I told you I didn't know how to explain this and I still don't, but I'm going to just say it and let's hope the audience forgives me. I've always been interested in taking everything that is considered fine art, artist, tools, process, put that in a box, take everything that's considered to be graph artist tools process, put that in a box, take both boxes and dump them out, mix everything up and then throw the boxes away and see what happens. And like, I think that's what we're attempting to do with this show, yeah. right? Is like, let's mix it up. Let's yeah. see what happens. And like, turns out feels really good about picking people that go well visually. Yeah. And that's, I'm learning like from him that he's, instead of like trying everything and anything, he's like, focused and just picks like laser focus yeah, yeah laser focus and i'm like all right because i think i've thrown things out i'm like what do you think about this what do you think about that and he's like no nah, bro i think we're good right now and i'm just be like you know what i think you're right like that's <laughs> yeah. like me i'll just go anywhere and everywhere yeah but like it's tight to get both perspectives a guy that's been in a gallery that's been showing you who's grown up in art you understand art you have your own processes but you also can be fluid you know so it's cool to mix it all together and just challenge one another but also just like see what happens yeah well um i mean you mentioned too like the i worked for a couple galleries since i moved here and one of the things that i was always really passionate about is like being out in sacramento i'd meet these freaking amazing artists yeah. like just absolutely amazing and um they wouldn't know how to talk to somebody yeah. right or how to like approach a situation how do i get seen you know and um 
luckily the you know the first gallery I worked for is no longer around, but that's part of the game, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's like I realized that there's a lot of people that do amazing work that aren't represented, and yeah. one of my my biggest things was like wanting to help people. And don't get me wrong, like I'm not like certified or you know the I didn't go to school for for supporting others, but through my experiences, like working in a corporate background, I learned like systems and how people will screw you over and how to not get screwed over. And on the other side of that, I would see like really amazing artists get screwed over. And that really made me upset because, you know, like I always tell people, I'm like, have a contract if you're working with a business because they will walk all over you, you know? Um, that's not true for every business, but it's just one of those things where, like, if you can protect yourself, you might as well go ahead and do it and just do the things that you as an artist need to be, like, protected. And especially, like, you know, there's so many artists out here as well that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, somebody starts to get popular. Everybody wants their art everywhere. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so easy to get swept up in that and then dropped and left, you yeah. know. And so I don't want to see that happen to people and and even with myself, like I've been very discouraged to work with people because it, it's it's really heavy. Like, you know, like you said, show, putting yourself out there in the yeah. public eye is is a scary place it's to be. Scary, yeah. And I'll I do want to say something that um I hope it comes off right. I don't mean to offend anybody, but what you're talking about, like a rapid, like expansion of someone's personal brand, right? Like mm-hmm. um, they get a lot of traction real quick and there's a whole lot going on so you kind of miss everything that might be dangerous coming at you yeah i have a friend that's a popular artist you know she happens to be just african-american and she has also other friends that are african-american that are in the scene painting one of the things she shared with me that was really powerful and i knew it because i seen it but i just didn't know how to say it and what she had said was like it's dope that in february we have black history month but it's fucked up about how like small businesses, companies or whatever will just like be all about you in February, but come fucking January and the month after, like there's no more opportunity. Yep. And it's like, you get used for your special little thing. And then after that, it's just like, you're no longer valid. And I, I get, I get that from a business sense, you know, like we go through, dude, we use hundreds of thousands of dollars of materials at my job. And we don't, you know, if there's a problem, I go on to the next thing. I have to for, yeah. for survival. So, like, I get it that there's a business behind it. But at the same time, it's like, I think it is important to learn how to protect yourself and to learn how to read people that you're working with. Yeah. Somebody else told me, very wise man once said, in business, a snake doesn't always look like a snake. And I thought to myself, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, they're just really good liars. And sometimes you don't learn that until after the snakes bit you yeah it's too close and, yeah and it's you know like it's part of the process it, it it's a good thing to go through in life to yeah. have that experience it it's never fun but it teaches you for sure have you had that happen before like been used or felt like you've been like mistreated or like have yeah. you protected yourself the whole way or like yeah i mean not to the extent like you know you talk about the february black yeah, history yeah. month like yeah. i mean i there's multiple artists out here that yeah. are just they're talented it doesn't matter who they are what they represent but they get looked over like a, a friend of mine um amani she's an amazing artist and she's like working rapidly and and she's one of those people that i think will be like she's gonna grow and she's gonna have like a, a great um 
she'll have a great story. Like her, her life, she just is meant for what she's doing basically is how yeah. I see it. And that was the same thing she shared is that she oh really got opportunity after opportunity. I mean, her, you know, and, and then all of a sudden nothing. Yeah. And like, that is a discouraging place for artists is it, you shouldn't be treated that way, you know, like it, but I think people, they think they're doing you a favor by letting you represent this special, yeah. like, like the box. And yeah. that's not what I think artists need. I think artists need recognition, like for being who they are and it shouldn't end in, in a month or like it shouldn't, like, I guess it's hard for me to really fully understand that because I'm a white female, you know, yeah. but like it, it pisses me off that um, in general, like anybody who, who like, you know, how shitty it is to feel excited about being seen and yeah. then just as quickly being swept under the rug. That's not right, you know, and it's good to bring it up because um, there's a lot of people out here that deal with that in, in different variations. Like, um, I mean, I, I don't know, like. I'm not trying to make it like a sexist thing because I have, uh, I have, I don't know. <laughs> I'm Go very, I'm chill. Well, say. I'm chill about like things. I'm, I'm, people are people. Like you define who you are, right? But yeah. I do believe like women have a little, not a harder time. Well, yeah, a harder time, but it's like a different time where it's like, you know, um, for me personally, I can only speak on yeah. my own experience, right? Like I felt that like a lot of women who are very attractive. And maybe like their it's not that their art's bad, but maybe like the level of skill is not as great. Like yeah. they'll get more opportunity, you know, yeah. because it's it's a, a visual thing. And I'm not saying that that's bad. Like I, I'm not saying that they shouldn't get those opportunities. But I think that making making it about art is really what I want to see. Making about the artist and the creation, and really like celebrating a person's talent and what they've made. And especially if they're a great person, because there's a lot of great yeah, artists that are is. shitty no, people. Is. Yeah. But um, I really think that that's more deserving. And that, that transcends beyond, like, male, female, whatever. It's just, um, you know, it, it goes back to that system and that those snakes that are yeah. running running things, you know? So I'll give, for the Graph Rider audience, I'll give you a prime example, and all you, all you dudes know about this. When you see a girl online who has, like, 40,000 followers and her graph is trash, but every <laughs> picture is her ass in shorts, like painting something, spray painting or tagging something. That's what she's talking about, about when talent doesn't match the, the popularity aspect of it. Kind, like pe yeah. People are a little more about popularity well, than they and are about I get talent. It. Like, don't get me wrong. Like a beautiful woman is a great thing to look at. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that's tough for me. Right. So it's like on one end, I don't want to talk shit about, a woman because I am a woman and like if I decided like oh I want to show off my ass like yeah. I'm gonna do it yeah. whatever but if you're talking if you're separating the artist from the art for sure like yeah I think that like I don't know how to describe exactly but I always say this one thing where I think everybody should be creative everybody should pursue what they think they want to do and I think everybody should be encouraged to be creative but I don't think that everybody is equal in yeah. what they're able to create. And it doesn't mean that like what you make is bad or good. It just means that there's some people out there that either have worked much harder or have like a natural ability to create something that just like blows your mind. And so those are the people that I feel like they're, they're really amazing artists, but they don't get the representation because it's, it's much easier for us to be like, Oh, like uh, this, this is a visually stimulating picture yeah. as a whole with this person in it versus like here's their art you know yeah um <laughs> i don't know how we got there but yeah no and that's <laughs> that's all good let's let's bring it back around to something i i heard you say that i 
kind of want to challenge you a little bit on, or even just, let's just discuss it and not even challenge. You said that a lot of artists are talented, but they don't necessarily know how to talk to people. And a part of that is like, they don't know how to market themselves or get into like a gallery or someplace that could help like a vehicle that could like push them. That's one of the things you did professionally, right? Was logistics and management. Yeah. So I'm, I worked for, um, I worked in the vape industry, which is really interesting, but I, I started doing social media management. Like I was, I was, um, in one of my jobs, I was a social media manager. And then the job after that was like our marketing director, but actually I wore a lot of hats. Um, but overall it was like, I, I created an image for our company to be appealing or I helped expand that image. And social media is a blessing and a burden. It, you know, it is a, great tool to get yourself out there um i think that it's really exhausting though like a lot of small companies have somebody managing that because like if you're trying to run a full-time job your own business and run your social media and like you know the way it's designed now is um algorithm wise it's really designed that it's like a pay-to-play so it used to be like, especially Instagram it used to be more organic growth, you yeah. know, like you could post something, it's sick, people share it, it's yeah. good. But now they have systems in which your work gets shown less or more. Yeah. And it's really discouraging for artists, you know, like you could have the sickest video in the world. And if algorithmically it doesn't align with Instagram, you know, or you don't pay for ads, then it'll just get buried. And that, you know, remember when they hid all the, the likes for a while? Like yeah, I heard about see yeah. The numbers. yeah. So they did that because apparently it um it was like proven that it psychologically was fucking people up where like they were essentially what? like seeking validation from likes and they'd see like somebody's page had 20,000 likes and they'd yeah. have like 10, it would make that person feel inferior. And so like it <laughs> again, I kind of got off track, but it, it's like one of those things where it's a necessary tool but if you let that tool take over your life, like it can actually like it just it discourages me from sharing art too because I see all these people out here and I'm, they're my friends and stuff and yeah. I'll share their art and then like I post something and people are like, you know, like they, they don't. But the thing is, it's, it's not shown in their feed. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they don't see it. Yeah. So um, that's definitely been something that has like a. I, I battle with the same thing, right? It's like I share a lot of stuff and I don't necessarily want something back from it, but it does suck. I'm just not even going to lie to post like a, yesterday or the Friday, Thursday, I don't know. I posted a book about uh, unlabeling from Mark Echo. Yeah. Right. And I'm so fucking excited about this book. I've been plugged into it since I've started it and nobody liked it. And I'm just like, I don't think these people are even under like they're not even looking at the picture to yeah. see what it is and i'm like on one hand you have to understand that people are bombarded by so many things visually yeah to social media you could have instagram twitter facebook uh tiktok what else is out there like snapchat is that, is that still snapchat, thing yeah. yeah so like i don't know how to do with that but. like like you could have five apps and you're constantly checking all five yeah right and so like there's, there comes a point in time where you have to remind yourself that, number one, Instagram isn't real. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, I'm reminded of that with the podcast. Crossing platforms has been a learning experience for me. Yeah. Like, just because I have X amount of people who follow on Instagram doesn't mean I'm going to have X amount of listeners. Yeah. You know? And it's like, really, as a creative, you almost kind of have to say, like, 
fuck it, that doesn't matter. I'm going to just do me. And if you, if you can't do that, like you can get distracted by not being validated. Another thing too is, is like keeping yourself in contact with other hustlers like you, other people like you, like that's very encouraging. You ever, and I'm sure every other artist and graph writer knows this too. Like when you leave a conversation with somebody and you just feel almost bigger or better than you did before you came into it because of what you guys talked about, that's a thousand times more valuable for your life than if that person were to like your picture. For sure. I think, you know, something that um, I felt, especially recently, like with all this collaboration going on for this show, um, if you, it's not fun to try to make things for four people. Like it's not fun to, um, when you get, or at least when I've gotten to a point where it's like, I'm making this so I can get somebody to tell me that I'm good. Yeah. You know? And, and like, I definitely am an overthinker as far as like when I, every time I finish a piece, like, is it worthy? Is it good? Will people like it? Will they understand whatever? And so that's like something I've been trying to get away from and just really like let go of any expectation because I've heard before like expectations are the pathway to disappointment because, you know, if you, if you like the artists that I really, really emulate or want to emulate are the ones that are just so true to what they're doing. They just create because it's second nature to them. And I think I'm not saying that they don't probably have those feelings of like, is my art good enough or not but it's like they're able to be disciplined and trust themselves enough to just keep creating and like that's powerful um what I was saying with like our collaboration is that um or like all of us you know um it's been really reinvigorating to be like oh I'm around a real human and we're talking about a real painting that we're going to be working on and here's real paint you know like versus searching online and and getting inspired or seeing how many people like checked out my post yeah. or whatever, whatever. Like I just, I think technology is great, but I also think that technology is really fundamentally changing us. And I don't, as a human being want to lose like human interaction yeah. and, and like real, you know, that uh, everything is so fake already. Like real people are better to be around and especially like more inspiring for art. That's one of the things I loved about graph in the streets was there was raw honesty. It's not always good, though, because sometimes somebody you thought was really cool and you see their stuff and they're just like, bro, you fucking suck. And you're just like, dude, I'm trying my hardest out here. But like, <laughs> That's not always good, but it is good to just get checks and balances outside of like from from real people. You can tell when somebody's bullshitting you if they're not looking you in the eye or, or whatever. And like. As you were talking, I thought of something. It's like art on Instagram, seeing it on Instagram is almost like seeing like a lowrider on Instagram. It almost is. You'd rather just not even see it on Instagram and just wait to see it in real life because it's so inspiring and awesome to see it in real life that seeing it on Instagram is like a disservice. It, it, it almost downplays it. Yeah, but can, can I say one thing, though? Go for it. Okay, so, like, one thing that's great about, like, writing, the like graph writing specifically, yeah. though, is that it looks way better <laughs> in yeah. a picture. Yeah, it does, it does. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. does in person because, like, I remember, like, one of the, the first things I painted and I was like, oh, looking at it. But then, like, I saw the, the picture. picture. I'm like, oh, no, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it definitely does. One of my favorite things I used to like was, like, not even just graph, like, the letters, but just graph, like, with the scenery behind it, mm-hmm. like, on a billboard. And, like, you could tell it was some oh, mission to get there. Who's your um, Who's your friend, oh, the petrified image? Oh, yeah, yeah, Yo, yeah, her, yeah. Her pictures are sick. Yeah, like, she's a badass photographer. Yo, she yeah. actually came to the last show we had. 
she bought one of Ezra's pieces and like she showed me I'd never met her before I just knew her from online yeah. just being a fan and like she goes like uh check out my work and she had yeah. like these, these layered resin pitcher over pitcher over pitcher and I yep. was like dude this is next level like yeah. this is fire I'm like how come you don't post it she's like no I'm gonna come out with this series this and that and I was just like I love that that was a person that knew where they were where they wanted to go and how they wanted to get there yeah and I thought like that's a fucking hustler right there. Yeah. Like, that's tight. That's that's the goal is to be like, I mean, I think like people are so complicated, not in like a bad way, but we're, we have so many moving parts to us. Yeah. And like to see somebody create art like that. And then, cause I even told her, I was like, yo, your art is amazing. Yeah. And she's like, oh, thanks. That helps me want to share it more, yeah. you know? And to think like, oh wow, this person who is amazing is discouraged yeah. from sharing something that is truly them and truly authentic and you know that's goes back to the beast of social media is like don't like i the way i'm looking at my instagram nowadays it's a photo album for me to remember shit yeah i don't care what people think anymore like well i say that i do it means a lot when people like it but i'm i'm practicing letting go of like any expectation again right yeah and if i can do that then hopefully i can be like her and and just do you know hustle like make shit there's a lot of people who are uh, who have like really awesome shit in the works and just don't I have a like for instance I have a lot of friends that have like maybe 300 paintings in a year all illegal paintings and they won't share any of them and I'm like dude this is heat like what are you doing well part of the reason is because they don't want yeah. law enforcement to have a record of it but the other reason Makes is sense. like oh I just paint for me and I'm saving it for me that's one of the things I love about graph is that it's still so unsocial mm-hmm. it doesn't always fit on social media that's good yeah it like that's the other part is that i'll i'll tell you this right like so when we when we first like ended up painting together mm-hmm. like i heard on your other podcast when you're talking to lakota like you know if you're gonna make a decision you have to the, understand the consequences, the, the consequences yeah. right so like i remember there was like i was in you know isolation and yeah. i'm just like i don't give a shit if i go to jail i don't give yeah. a shit like I was like, I'm going to do this because I have to, like, I, I was like in my head, like not talking to humans for a while. And I was like, I need to experience something real. And then the, I mean, like, mind you again, I'm not, I'm not a writer. I'm not like, I just, I got a chance to see, have a little taste and it was great, but you know, but like it gave me something that I've never had before, which was a feeling of freedom, like a feeling of like being able to go to this structure and create something and like it it was like entering an an alternate dimension of like a place where you have to like earn your way there i guess you know but like where we went was beautiful the people there were cool like we have we got lucky that everybody was cool you know like and and it it like i understood like it clicked i was like i understand why people do this i understand why it's so important and then as i move on i meet more people that are writers and do shit and like every single person i talk to like share a story about how this was fundamentally like life-changing for them or saved them from being a shithead or saved them from you know getting into to like things that they didn't want to get you know and i don't think that's like always 100 percent of everybody's story but it really inspired me to like have this new appreciation for something I was already very like intrigued by and passionate about seeing. 
Yeah, in the spot, she's talking about his Arco. What I did was I dropped a pin to tell her how to get there, and I went and painted. <laughs> and I said, if she shows up, she shows up. If she doesn't, she doesn't. And if she's the cops, she's the cops, whatever. And so, like, <laughs> not only was I there, but I made sure the crew was there, too. And so, like, people are there, you know, some very sketchy characters are also there. And, like, it turned out to be a really good day. And that's also what gave me the confidence to meet other types of artists because I'm like, I'm thinking these people, I don't know why I had this idea of like snobby art people. I'm just, they're there. I'm just, I don't know. This is my idea. They exist. And there's, they're, they definitely do exist, but there's been, when you give out a certain type of energy, it kind of speaks for you. You know, when, like, if you give out this, like, I'm down with this, but not with this, like people will remove themselves or people will be drawn to you. Yeah. And so like, it, it's really been a, like 20, was that 2020? 20? I think so. Yeah, 2021, yeah. whatever. Like that, that really, uh, that was a wild year for just learning for me and just being inspired. And it turns out that like, you know, I have very deep trust issues when it comes to sharing plans and ideas with people I don't know. So it took a while for us to get on a good like wave. But now that things are happening and I see that like, you're not some crazy art snob person i think i'm like excited to see like not only what you do with this show coming up but just you period and there's also like there's static that comes along with being a new artist in a new city yeah and i think you've experienced a lot of that static when i when i say static i just mean like maybe just negative energy from people or people saying one thing doing another or people just not valuing you as much as you should be valued you know and i think i've experienced some of that sure you have too and i think that uh when you get past all that and you and you get with maybe a group of people who don't play that shit you know you kind of are in the fast track yeah well and that's you know static happens like i i really think that if if you put into like you know say the art world or like the music world or whatever like it seems like the systems are the same. There's always like a, a an inner circle to like certain aspects of everything, okay, right? Yeah. There's always like um like how do you say a hierarchy, yeah. I guess. Um and one thing that was encouraging when I first got here was that like I was able to I'm a great networker. Yeah. Uh, I was able to like find my way into places that I, people had tried to for years and I've yeah. been in Sacramento for like 6 months and I'm like Cracking Already. the door open, yeah. Yeah, and then, so I felt really confident, but then I learned, you know, a lot of people, and I, I mean, I don't mean to paint a bad picture, because I do understand that when it comes to, like, yourself or myself, right? Yeah. Sometimes I'm going to make choices that I have to make for me that the 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 consensus or, like, the majority of people aren't going to like, and so there is, I think, like, you know, life is complicated in a sense, especially in the art world, like, you know, you could, I could be like, oh, I don't like this gallery. And then maybe I meet somebody that like gives me an opportunity to do something with them. And if I feel right about it or whatever, I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you have to really weigh your options. And I think a lot of it too is like, I listened to a lot of people's opinions when I first got here. And I kind of let people's opinions decide my opinions but then I had to take a step back and say, like, is this really how I feel? Like, do do I really believe this or have I had this experience? Um, I think it's really important just in any situation to have your own experiences. Even if somebody's telling you the truth, like to have your own experience 
so that you can confirm that is the case because like life is complicated i mean yeah i think it's easy to tell when somebody's like trying to fuck you over yeah. you know especially in a business sense and that's one thing but when it comes to like personal opinions like somebody you like may not like somebody else that you get along with and if you're going to take their word for it without going through your own experience like you just it, you just have to make choices and and understand that those choices may lead you to places where not everybody will be happy for you yeah um yeah oh, and i've experienced that a little bit myself too it's like uh i'm on like 90 percent positive my parents haven't listened to any of these episodes <laughs> you know and it's like even a lot of my friends they'll be like hey uh send me the link to that podcast i'm just like you don't already have it right like i posted you, it yeah all right cool like, <laughs> but you like like i this is the other thing is you have to be so obsessed with what you're doing and just so me speaking from personal experience you have to be so obsessed with what you're doing what you're going to learn from it and how good it's going to feel when you get to a new level even if that's not 10 levels it's like a maybe it's a three quarters of a level like yeah. you learn something just a little bit more but like when you get to a new like be focused on that versus like negative thoughts or people not even willing to come along for the ride. Yeah. <clears throat> Being a recovering addict has taught me to compartmentalize things. I can't fix this right now, so I'm not going to worry about it right now because it's going to make the thing I can fix seem so much more impossible. Yeah. And so I use that same thing with art. Like a lot of people I've, I've poured my little heart out to them. I think you're a great artist. I think you're this and that. And they're just like, dope. And I'm just like, I have a podcast, this, this, and that. And they're just like, they'll see it and just never respond to it. Yeah. And I'll just be like, all right, tight, you know? But when you do get people who are genuine, like, you can have a good conversation with, the audience can hear that energy. And yeah. I think that that's, you know, in trying stuff and being disappointed, it always seems that, like, the things that you're happy and satisfied and that really edify you, those are always worth 10 times more than like all that other static you had to go through. For sure. I, I think it's something about being true to yourself and like, um, you know, it, I, I like, I like the way that you do things. Um, you know, I, I've observed you say like, you're going to do stuff and you do it. Yeah. And like a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. And it's not something I'm naturally inclined to do. Like I, I overthink a lot of things. And, um, so I try to surround myself with people who like, I want to be like, and and also like when I work with people, I want to work with people like that. And so, um, I kind of forgot what I was saying, but or like why I was saying. <laughs> but overall, it's like this this mentality of um, not letting anything stop you from yeah. your vision and from your goal. And you'll have a lot of fair weather friends in the game, you know. And you'll have a lot of people that want to try to mold your idea into their idea. Or, um, you know, like act as if they're going to help you. But really, like, that's the biggest thing for me here is that I, I have I have trust issues with people yeah. um, acting like they want to help me. And then when I show up and then I find like the full story and yeah. then I'm like, no, I don't want to be a part of yeah. this. Like, I don't like when people like, for instance, if I ask you for a contract. Yeah. Like if you're going to show my art somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I want a contract. If you blow me to the wayside a few times, like, and say like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do, we'll do that later. But and when it comes down to it, I don't, then yeah, I feel like you're, you're not respecting me. Yeah, no. And that's exactly, that's what I don't like about seeing things in a business sense or like operating it. Like it's that because I'm used to being like, 
okay, well, fuck you then. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. And I'm okay with that. And Mario's even had to tell me, like, fool, this ain't that. Well, you can do it in, okay, you can do it professionally, though. Okay, yeah, that's the part because, I don't like. Okay, but that's the part I I'm, I really like because every time I'm, <laughs> every time in my He's life. his head like, fucking Every damn. time in my life, because that's the thing. People will treat you like you're not as good as them. Yeah. And they will, and they, they will put you in a, in a corner. And mm-hmm. if you don't accept it, then you miss the opportunity. Yeah. But my favorite part about that is when you can become greater than them. Yeah. And you, you, you're like, all right, you're, you're oh, I shouldn't hit the table. Um, like you're not, you're not going to let me in and you're not going to treat me fair. Watch this. Yeah. And then you rise above that. And yeah. like, that's the thing is that that's what gets me going. It's like when I see people get screwed over and then they, they get, I gotta stop hitting the table. <laughs> <laughs> they get, you know, to, to come back into yeah. the picture better yeah yeah and like i feel like a lot of people um you know don't it's hard to be that phoenix rising from the ashes but that's why we got to support each other is like help people that deserve it to get to to get greater you know and like get their not revenge but uh, we'll call it revenge. I like yeah. revenge. Revenge <laughs> is a good But a professional word. revenge because yeah. you're not, you know, like you didn't tell them fuck you, yeah. but your actions are telling them fuck you. Yeah. Which feels great. Yeah, it does. When I uh, went, like when I did the first post of the, Mario posted a picture of me and Cheyenne and it was like, uh, now there's accountability. I got to, people are going to know what I'm doing. So like a bunch of people were like, and I learned this from him too, like uh, from Mario too, like, You'll see that a lot of people are way more surprised than they are proud of you. The body language is almost the same for surprise and proud, but you just see it, you know, and it's, it's a weird thing to get used to because it's, it's like it feels dishonest, but it's like, I guess that's just how the world is, and I've never experienced this part of the world before. And so, like, I don't necessarily like it. I do understand it. I respect it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I don't need art to, 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 to eat. I don't need art. I don't need this podcast to pay my bills. Yeah. So like I get to be super selective on who I get to work with and who I get to like go forward with. And I'm so grateful that I get to come into this like that versus my whole state of mind before was like, I'm going to just do what anybody I think is quote unquote successful tells me to do. Yeah. And so like that always felt wrong though. Cause you meet people, you know, like, for instance, Third Eye Gallery uh, gave me a shot. It was like, yo, you want to show some things? Yeah. And so, like, I was super excited about it and panicked and terrified about it at the same time. It's the first art gallery I've ever shown in. I don't know how this is supposed to go. Yeah. And when I show up, I go to hand my art to Danilo, and he just is like, cool. And I'm looking at his face to see. I'm not talking to the words. Reaction. Yeah, I'm, like, looking at his face. And so he's like, oh, cool. You know, he didn't have a negative reaction to it. And then I just was like, look, I don't, my writing is horrible. So if you could like write out my stuff for me, like here it is. And he's just like, oh yeah. And he got this smile on his face. Like he understood I was embarrassed about that. That let me know Danilo and Third Eye was good people. Yeah. Right? Cause, cause I didn't get the like, what the fuck look from him. Yeah. You know, he just rolled with it. Yeah. They gave, I, I strolled in there one night randomly and like, Raul thought I was trying to like sell him on some stuff and I, I wasn't I was just really excited about it and then I ended up like I don't know I ended up like tearing up and he's like whoa, whoa what's going on and I was like I was just trying to tell you about some art yeah. it's cool and he was like well do you do art and I said yeah and he was like 
well, come bring some of your art. Like, yeah, let's yeah. see. And like he, yeah, I know that. Um, I think they they they're moving on. Um, from that space yeah. though, and then yeah. I think um, Raul was gonna. I don't know, but I, I'm really happy that we all got the opportunity and to meet them. And like, I mean, I don't know if you've known them beforehand, but um, at least for me, like, they that was like a beautiful example of um, supporting the community. Yeah, like, different types of people. Yeah, how and, they move. Yeah, and like, um, I had a lot of fun doing a couple of shows there for sure. So uh, that's that's what I want. I want to be around people that are like there to uplift people who are willing yeah. to show up. You know. Yeah, and so that's the same thing that happens here, right? Mario has a podcast called We Are Sacramento. It's a dope-ass podcast. Yeah. Um, they're pretty well established, um, like, across the city, you know, as the Sacramento podcast. And it's it's always easy to listen to it. Like, they don't have to spend his Saturday here at 4 o'clock with us recording podcast episodes that he's probably going to listen to five or six other times. But the reason why he does it is for the end goal. Right. He can see further. He knows that creativity requires infrastructure to go forward, requires a vehicle. And you do. It has been dope to meet people like that, to yeah. meet like the 10 people or 15 people that have something greater and bigger that can actually, you know, redirect your trajectory like upward versus people who are just trying to keep you like. Just use you for that one show and move on. For sure. I mean, there's something really beautiful about people willing to give of themselves to help others grow. I think like, uh, again, like back to fundamentals of being a human being, like that's the greatest thing you can do for others is help them. And like, I mean, we can't save the world, right? But you can definitely make an impact and even help just one person. And like specifically because of my feeling about art being so heavily tied to like emotional health, I think, um, uh, encouraging like you know like i'm really grateful that i'm here right now being able to contribute and hopefully like able to help somebody somewhere within this space like i mean i feel like you've helped me a lot in in just making me feel welcome to like a different side of yeah. the art world that i probably otherwise never would have <laughs> yeah because craft writers <laughs> yeah. are not good people all the time <laughs> well no I mean, like, but that's the thing though it's like it's not just you like everybody's been been, yeah. Like Sacramento specifically has been a really like maybe I'm just lucky, but it's been a really good experience. Like all the people have just been cool, and I think it's because there's I I believe everybody gets respect off the bat. Yeah, like you have to lose your respect to to me not, and even then, like I'm I just don't it, it doesn't affect me either way, you know. Um, so I found that at least out here, like people have been really receptive to one another. Yeah, and it's um. Uh... Damn, I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm so I'm such an idiot. You had said something, and I was like, I'm gonna speak on that, and I totally forgot. Um, anyways, we'll just we'll take it in a different direction. I'm gonna downplay what you no just worries. said. Oh, oh, I remember what it is. A w- <laughs> a wise man once told me that people from outside the city coming in bring two things, right? Energy and money. I didn't understand what the energy part meant until I started to put myself in these people's path, new people's path. Energy is a very valuable thing. And so like when you can actually, I don't want to say harness it, but jump on the back of it Mm -hmm. and like ride their energy also, and also provide like your energy to them, you know, it's like a, it's tight and it's super valuable. That's something I've learned. And so like what I would like to do and Remind me what your what your boyfriend's name is. I feel horrible for asking. Oh, on, his on. name's Wes. Wes. Yeah. Okay. So Wes. 
we talked yesterday about possibly making some reels and stuff. And the reason why for the podcast, and the reason why I want to do that, because I was thinking to myself, it's tight that I interview the artist. People get to hear them. They can go to their Instagram page, check them out. But let's let's really squeeze the juice on that while we have people's attention on you, even if it's only 25, 100 people, whatever. Let's see if we can put like a visual behind it, like a few different types of visuals. Let's see if we can really almost like up that energy that these people already bring by maximizing what they do in video. Yeah. You know, and so you're going to be the guinea pig for that <laughs> with your episode because <laughs> so it is I your guy. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so like uh, we'll see like if this really works or not because it's not like it'll be tight because he's already talented. You're already talented. Right. This podcast isn't a horrible thing to listen to. So like the piece is already there. Let's see if we can put it together and let's see if we get an actual impact from it. Yeah. Like well, a response. I mean, that's that's the, the fun of collaborating, right? Yeah. Because you, you just don't know. And I, I think like I think there's um a fun in, in like basically seeing what happens. Yeah. You know, and especially too, like you said, there's like you don't mess with just anybody. Like yeah, you yeah. have to get a feel or a vibe from them before you decide to like yeah. move forward with it. So I def I guess I guess I'm gonna guinea pig it up. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'll be tight too. I already seen the pictures he took, and I was like, damn. Oh yeah, that was when we were in Atlanta uh, last week. Uh, yeah. yeah, they were tight. Apparently, uh, Sacramento and Atlanta, nobody pronounces their T's. So <laughs> <laughs> if you're from there, yeah, that's true because we say Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. The um, but that's that's what I could hope maybe we could do for some artists here on this podcast, particularly. Yeah. There's a lot of dudes that are edgier street dudes or dudes that have been putting in like work without any real representation representation. Yeah. Right. And so like, if we can put together some kind of like, you know, if we can give them a Monday of just new energy and excitement and see how that works for them, like, I think that'd be dope. And I really enjoy getting that as a reward you know, like when somebody that inspires me is inspired by what I'm doing. Yeah. That's hella valuable. Yeah, for sure. It keeps you going. Like, yeah. you know, inspiration, energy. I, I know you said like it's not um not harnessing energy, but it, it is harnessing yeah. energy. Like uh Well I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to take, take without Well you're I think energy it's it's everywhere, right? Like everything has energy in it. Um so you're like tapping into it, yeah. you're using it, right? Like there's endless amounts of it, but especially like you were talking about earlier when, you know, when you and a, like somebody get together and yeah. you, you talk you about doing wave. creative yeah. something, you're like, oh, you know, yeah. that's, that's it. Like that's yeah. the thing. And, and I think like we need more of that too, is like sharing that with each other to stay in this like flow state of wanting to create, wanting to do or, or move forward. Like I, you know, a lot of people think you got to do stuff on your own, which yeah. in certain regards you do, but having help and having people to like encourage you are fundamental parts of success. I think, you know? Yeah. And I'll give you a personal example of how energy can like expedite you just as an artist detail brought over. It's going to be in the show. Yeah. Uh, April 9th. We're going to have it here at the loft. It's going to be a collaboration show. Phil has a really dope fancy name for it, but I forgot what it is. But I'll get you, I'll get everybody the information. Anyways, Detail brings me over a piece that he had been working on and he was just like super whatever about it when he gave it to me. And I looked at it and I was like, dude, it's a female. Just her head and her chin, a little bit of her neck. She's wearing like a veil. 
and the veil has the uh, the Lotaria uh, icons on it, like a card game, I think. Um, oh yeah. And her her look is like really strong. Look, her eyes, her nose, her mouth. And he was just like, yeah, it was no big deal. Something I did seven years ago. No, he wasn't really worried about it. And I was like, dude, this is fucking tight. Like I was excited about it. But at the same time, something new happened that hasn't happened in a while. I got a little intimidated by it because oh. I'm like, how am I going to fucking up this? Like, because <laughs> right? that's what he's bringing it to me <laughs> to put my spin on it. When I used to paint with other writers who were doper than me, who were way more like established than me, I'd go to sleep early for that. I'd wake up early for that. You like mentally prepare. I mentally prepare myself for the, for like battle almost. And like, even though I'm not going to go there and tell him I'm battling him, I'm battling the last piece I painted according to like painting with this dude. And that happened a lot. I met a lot of people like that. And it was always tight because you, that's the energy, you know, that that person comes in with and you use it to like get yourself to another level and you appreciate that person almost even more. Yeah. So I work all the way till six o'clock Friday night, 6.30 PM. I should have left at five, but you know, the shop's crazy, whatever. Stay at 6.30. I pull that piece out. And I'm just like looking at it. I set it up on the easel. I'm like, nah, I don't like it on the easel. I don't like art on the easel. I don't know why. I take it off, put it on a bumper stand, tape it down. I'm just like, dude, it's red and gray. Like, but it's almost pink because the red fl- fades into the gray. And I'm like, How, what's the right color for this? What's the right color? Like, I'm kind of thinking about it, thinking about it. And I'm like, just kind of racking my brain. I'm like, yo, I seen a dope ass. I don't know if the Michelangelo or Michelangelo, whatever his damn name is. Yeah. He did this piece and it was like people almost like, like ascending, like two people. Yeah. And I remember the background was like a really rich teal, almost like how Jade looks. Wow. Like stone. It was dark. Yeah. And it had spurts of gold in it. And it's just the background. Like, yeah. Probably not even supposed to be paying attention to that. <laughs> but I was just like, I pulled that picture back up. I seen it. And in 10, 10 seconds, I was like, all right, I know what to do. I put the picture away. I totally didn't make that because that was too overpowering, that color scheme. Yeah. And I'm not going to try to do that. So what I did was I took uh, the water-based Montanas that I used and I put it out. I liked the color, but I didn't like the tone of it. Yeah. So I wanted to dumb down the tone. Yeah. And I did that because I have multiple grays that I've made, different scales of gray yeah. pre-made. And so I just start to gray it out, right? I walk it to a certain tone. I put that down. And as soon as I put that color that I had made next to her face... And I saw how they the two colors vibe together. Yeah. I got so excited. That's the best. I kept going. Yeah. And I I put the music on. You know that song you walked up on yesterday that I was playing? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kept playing that in a loop. And I'm just like bobbing my head, moving from one thing to the next, just vibing in the shop. I turn around and it's midnight. Yep. And like I did stop to eat some pizza that we had left over. Like you were, you were in the zone. Yeah, you were in that was, place. Yeah. And so I was proud of that when I went home. I was excited about Saturday. So I get to come back and revisit that piece again. But now I'm just like, how do I up what I just upped? You know, how am I going to up, out, up me? Yeah. And so I get there and like, I, I put some graph behind it, a couple layers behind it. Yeah. And I just like left it. And I like being outside at times. So I went and sat in the sun, <clears throat> excuse me, went and sat in the sun and started like just one line after another. I started with a softer color on the bottom in case it didn't work. Yeah. I could like fade it or whatever. But um, <laughs> as soon as you walked up and seen it, you remember what you said? No. What did this, <laughs> you, you said this is going to sell. Oh, yeah. No, it's sick. Yeah. Well, like that. But the other thing, too, is he 
he just popped out out of nowhere. Yeah, that's what he was. I'm, yeah, he was like, oh yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I have this like, and we're like, what the hell? Like, yeah. this is super amazing. That actually seeing all that art yesterday was what inspired me yeah. to paint the shit that I'm painting today. Yeah, because I realized that like. I, I actually was like, I want to see if I can do this. Yeah. Like, I want to, I haven't, I mean, you, you've seen my art, obviously, and like, it's pretty abstract yeah. feeling, and like, I, I paint what I feel, I guess. Yeah. But I can do like more realistic stuff. It's just that I'd never really push myself to do it. Yeah. Plus, everybody else is doing it. So I'm like, oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to do yeah. my own thing. Yeah. But because of the show coming up, I was like, you know what? I want to put stuff, I want it to feel all cohesive exactly yeah. and so i think that that was like the the blip of inspiration that i needed Ooh. to just try something different and now i'm really excited like as soon as we're done with this i'm gonna go back and keep painting bro you should come to the shop more often yeah stop by more often. <laughs> no well that's what i'm saying is that we you know it's good to have support yeah like, it is if you have somebody even if it's like somebody just creating something totally different but next to you yeah there's you just get some of that like yeah. you you get that energy and like um or you know again that's how i feel so like that's where we need i think the people like creatives could use that too oh i also i don't know if uh, i should talk about this but i had a great idea for an art show oh, because shit. of this too <laughs> yeah hold on let me finish yeah let me finish capping my story For so sure. like you had said that earlier in the day and i thought that was tight because it was just a kind of just blurted it it yeah, was yeah, an yeah. honest just blurt and i was just like oh that's i didn't forgot we were selling this you know i was just excited about it and so i took a picture of it and i sent it to one to detail and i said are you okay with what i did and he goes fuck yeah Hell and yeah. i was like all right that's tight i sent another one to somebody else Who's, who's actually like an academic mm -hmm. and he go he texts me back how much is it and i was just like i've learned from this right <laughs> so i hit him high i was like we're asking 400 and he goes well would you accept trade up to 400 and i was like i don't think i can accept trade and he's like how long till it's done and i'm just like do you want like do you want this yep, like what do you the, what do you then like, the game started yeah and i was just like look i don't think we can get rid of this one we're even gonna probably price it at that price for you know because it's tight and he's not even done with it yet mm -hmm. i just added my touch to it but that led to him saying what would it cost to commission the two of you not either one but the two of you yeah to paint an original face and then you do your thing to it for the feeling and everything else in the background and i was just like yo this excitement that i feel the energy that i feel while i'm doing it it's real it translates to multiple people, even just through pictures, because that's going to look way doper in person even. Oh, yeah. Like, there, you, I, I tell people all the time, or I feel very strongly that, like, you, a picture that never does justice to yeah. a painting, you have to see in person. You got to see the texture and the feeling and yeah. the color and the lines. Like, that's where that's where art gets me, is, like, being up close to it. And, it, like, is it Bezer? Is yeah. Like, Yo, his yeah. his stuff is so yeah. clean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous it's, it's ridiculous it, yeah. like i remember at your first show I, I walked up to you i was like damn like this is and i asked him yeah. like how do you do it he's like oh i just you know just uh just poscas yeah just layer it three times and i'm like but it's so clean mm -hmm. <laughs> so and everybody knows every time you run over a line it gets fatter yep so i'm just like damn like that and those are the things that i, I strive for is like i think clean like clean lines and like bold flat even colors or yeah. that that to me is like what excites me yeah it, it excites me too and i'm now i'm excited to hear what you got as an idea for the next show oh 
Okay, so it's kind of it was it was like based off of this trade, and anybody can do this. I don't care. It's not exclusive, um, but but basically it was like um, you know like uh, white elephant parties where what it's the like hell? okay no educate me. <laughs> so like Christmas, you basically it's a, wait. Who do you know that owns an elephant? That's nah, white. Nah. Oh, all right, people, I'm sorry. Y'all got psychics and elephants and shit in Atlanta. Like, is that the name of this yeah, podcast? I don't, I don't know. Psychics keep, and elephants. No, I don't know. Just keep going. Um. So everybody brings like an old unfinished painting, like just something you put to Uh-oh. the side, right? And then you put them out in a pile, and you just one at a time pick somebody's painting to finish. And then like, uh, so basically like, so it's like the white elephant party is like a Christmas party or something. I don't know. I've done one for work. But everybody like is in a circle, and you all put all your presents down, and then you grab a present and open it, and then the next person can either steal your present or they can oh. grab a new item. So I was thinking about what if you had a bunch of artists get together with like their unfinished shit, because you know we all have yeah, unfinished yeah, yeah. canvases everywhere, and then we grab somebody else's painting, finish it, and then we come back and you know have a show with all the the collab pieces does it have to be everybody in front of each other can it be like anonymously well that's the other part is like, well, i mean that was just the idea i don't care yeah. it was just the thought of like how do you get people to collaborate more and because i know i have like the painting i brought you yeah. i'm like i don't have any emotional attachment to it i just i got excited it, as soon as i seen it it's not done yeah. and i want something else and i don't think i can give it that something else no and that's the same thing with phil he i had this really expensive but it's gallery wrapped and double framed or gallery size, like an inch and a yeah. three quarters or inch and a quarter. Side. Yeah. But it's got two frames in it. So it's like super fucking nice. Double cheeked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super fancy. And like I treated it hella nice. I primed it twice, sanded it, you know, put really good paint on it. And like I got to a point to where I was just like, I don't know what to do with this now. Yeah. But I like what I've done so far. And so it turns out Phil took it, painted a picture of his wife on it. And now I'm intimidated by that one too. Like, yo, what? How do I up this one? And because it's got personal attachment yes. to it. Yeah, there's responsibility there too. And the person that took the picture is is another artist. Yeah. So like, I think it's uh, Diosa vibes six six six. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. That. So she's another hustler out there getting it. And like, I'm like, dude, there's people who are gonna see this and have like, and have opinions about this. Like, I better not fuck this up. Yeah, but that's you know like that's kind of the fun part though. Is like I. I like to hear people's opinions sometimes. I mean, not all, not maybe not always, but I like I like to see, I like to hear when people don't like something. Yeah. Like um there's there's this person who you know like I asked for it so I can't really complain about <laughs> it, but like one time I was painting in my old studio and they were like, "Do you want me to give you a critique?" And I was like, yeah. Wait, they offered a critique? They, Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever. All right, sure. And this person, like, gives me this information. And they're like, yeah, the, the lines are really cool, blah, blah, blah. Like, but you painted this heart. And it, the heart just killed it for me. And so I was like, mm, okay. So now, like, I'm going to finish that painting. I'm going to expand the heart, make it, like, more <laughs> noticeable. And then thanks to my southern, uh, you know, hair whatever my southern living uh, not heritage because hospitality born, i was born in pontiac michigan <laughs> but um i'm gonna call it bless your heart okay because like <laughs> but that's the thing is like sometimes like negative things can inspire you to make something cool yeah right so like not there's not really a bad experience in life like i mean there's things that are trying but yeah. 
it's like having somebody say something I didn't like actually inspired me to want to push harder to make something cool that felt like me. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and that's where, like we talked about before, you got to be so focused and like almost selfish about what you want or what you know can be possible that that can't, that opinion, you kind of have to turn it around on its head. Yeah. You know, and be like, all right, motherfucker. Yeah. Watch this. You don't like this heart? I'm going to make it bigger. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's the people I respect too. Like, I mean, art, the art world's complicated and nobody's ever going to always get along. There's always going to be some bullshit. There's always going to be some obstacle. But if you can find people that are honest and true and that you vibe with and are willing to put in the work and like create something cool, regardless of like the outcome that that's what matters to me. Like uh, that's the people I want to be around. That's the people I want to see like create and succeed. And I would like to be one of those people along the way, you know? Yeah. And there's a, there's been, I'll give you an example. There's, there's been people that have seen my art, like this piece I have over here, the all heart and hustle. Like I was really excited about the color scheme when I made it, but I didn't have anything else to do with it. I just left it alone for like two, three months. And that's another really fancy canvas. In my opinion, it's fancy canvas. It's expensive. And so like (laughs) I left it. And then when I had discovered this artist named uh, Paini from Sacramento, I think he's from Sacramento, dope ass artist. Like I'm gonna have him on the podcast too one day. And like he, his, just his whole story about like, you know, how he's been through trial and tribulation and didn't let it stop him. And now he's on the up. And like his story was like identical to mine. It gave me goosebumps listening to it. It really, like I really sat with that for a week just played the shit out of it to where I knew all the songs I could recognize like in his voice that he's genuine about this, you know, and there's some really like kind of deep information in it that yeah. he shares. He lets you into like his relationship with his mother and other stuff like that. And so like when I heard him say it's all heart and hustle on this side, I was just like, yo, gave me goosebumps on my back. Right. And yeah. I'm just like, it's powerful. That's what goes on that red and orange canvas. Pull it out, start messing with it. And I just finish it and I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to get this tomorrow because I have no place to, to put it and people will see it. Let's see if what the reaction is to it. If people think it's as cool as I am. The thing that sticks out the most is there's a dude named uh, Dose Head Models. Yeah. So I told him like, yo, you got a dope episode. I've been a fan of his <clears throat> for a long time. And he was like, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Like the episode was fun. It was different. You know, yeah. something I haven't done before. And he goes, by the way, I seen your piece and I like your colors. And I was like, yo, this is coming from a dude whose colors I like. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, his colors are great. Yeah, and just the way he puts things together is great. Like, you you can tell when somebody's just on a path, a yeah. dope path, right? And he's, he's on that path. And so, like, learning about him through Phil's podcast was not only inspiring, but it was, it, it let me know the value of color outside a graph. And so, like, every human being on earth sees color and reacts to it. Oh, Might not sure. react to graph. Right. But color you will. And so like I'm I'm really excited about experimenting with color. Uh you had brought something up too about maybe black and white grayscaling some things. Oh yeah. And I, I got it in the trunk. Okay, I good. started something else and I was like, All right, I'm gonna challenge you and give it back to you after I mess with it, a different one. Yeah. On the same theme. And let's just see how we can flex with black, white, and gray. Yeah. No, it's it's endless because it's just black, white, and gray. But it's so many values and yeah. levels of it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I wanted to play with because, like, I love color too. But some of my paintings like give you a damn headache. Like, it's yeah. so, so colorful. 
And so I think learning to find the balance in lack of color, like, um, like I, we were looking at one uh, dude that I was showing you. That's kind of what inspired me uh, to do the black, gray, and white. Yeah. I just like it against color. It, yeah. It has like a, a feel to it. And um, it has like a, uh, it almost ups the color because you put it next to something that's dull. Yeah. It makes that color even more vibrant. Well, and everybody's all like, it seems like a lot of people are intimidated by the color black paint because it, it's so powerful. It's such a yeah. like, you know, permanent thing. Yeah. And like, I think that that makes it a better color to use because it it's so like all or nothing. You know, you can if if you spray black and mess it up on the canvas, <laughs> yeah, like you got to coat it like three yeah. times just to make it. So I really like the power of those like black, white, and gray, like all together. I think it's, it can do a lot more than people give it credit for. Um, same with like photography, like black and white photography gives a certain feel, yeah. but I'm not, I don't know how to do all that. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And uh, you kind of get back to the, the subjects and not so much when it's black and white photography, it forces you to get to the subject of the picture. You don't look at it, stimulate you and you look away. You almost have to look into it to find the stimulation yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's it's tight. Mario's pretty good at it too. Yeah, yeah. I see. That. I saw yeah. the ones in here. They're, I really like them, and I like that it encompasses the "We Are Sacramento" like you know feel, the true feel, like he was explaining. So that's let's let's talk about that, right? Mario starts a photo essay. I think he's lying by saying he never knew he was going to do this. I think he knew he had a goal. He he like had an evil genius plan the whole time. Anyways, he starts a photo essay. And turns it into a podcast. Did the podcast come first, Mario? Or did what came first, the beer? So the photo essay comes first. Then the podcast. Then the beer. Now he's able to give other people a chance to do something like that. And coming here at 4 o'clock Sundays to record is not just about recording the episode and leaving. Mario's been a very good mentor to me in a way that I can understand it. You know, I learn differently than other people learn. Yeah. So it's it's just, it's tight how new energy can really just, it's real, bro. You can't see it, right? But everything about communication and reaction, you know, it's like fucking the wind. Can't, you ain't, nobody ain't ever seen the wind. You've seen the, the, the results of the wind. Yeah. But it's like that energy is so real and like mysterious at the same time. It's super fucking powerful. Yeah, well, and trusting it too because a lot of people don't, trust that energy. Yeah. I think that's, you know, you gotta, you gotta like lean into it. See if your it. mom could do like some dope ass psychic stuff <laughs> and like tell <laughs> well, us if we're, we're gonna make it or not. We're like, um, there's a project I'm working on with her where I'm painting like 40 canvases. Um, and we're going to make like a, a Oracle deck basically. Ooh. But, and it's gonna, but I, like the thing with her though, is that she's like, just paint. And I'm like, thinking extra hard I'm like no they all what of them have them to, to look be. yeah but her whole thing is she just wants me to paint 40 paintings of however i feel and we'll go from there you know and then the idea is to have like an art show um with the release of like the deck because my i mean uh, my mom owns a metaphysical like store back in georgia mm -hmm. and so like that you know she has like a space for art shows she has like then like classroom space and then they have you know, they sell a bunch of different things um, and they teach like tarot and whatever. Um, so, again, I, I'm I am immersed in that world, but I'm I'm actually don't like talk too much about it because I think everybody like, thinks it's weird. 
Well, no. Well, I just I feel like a lot of people kind of like showboat that info, and I feel like unless you ask me about something, like I don't want to. I'm not just gonna be like, oh, by the way, like yeah. my mom's a psychic. Yeah. Although I did that today, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, back to what I was saying is like um. Wait, what was I saying? You were going to tell us what your mom's Instagram was. Oh. We could find her. <laughs> you were going to tell us about painting the mural in her store. Oh, for real? And yeah, you were going to tell us all that. Okay. Well, my my mom's Instagram is called Heart, Soul, and Art. Um, and then that's, you know, I paint, I painted like, it, it wasn't like a mural, but it was um, just the, the area, like a room. But it was cool because like I came up with an idea and she was like, oh, that's perfect. And she had, it was weird because like I did these like mandalas shaped things and she already had like stencils that were mandalas to use what's mandala it's like a oh, i should know this it's it's like a pattern or i i should look at it. but essentially it's like um i think it comes from india um it, it's essentially like an equal pattern almost like sacred geometry kinda. oh but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I know there's spiritual significance i'm just not Sure. And yeah. <laughs> now I have to do some research because I don't know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah. So I did. I I used that. But like, I mean, that's a cool part of my like growing up. That was something that's been a part of my life. But it's also something that I pushed away from my life because I wanted to be my own person. Yeah. Like I didn't want to be like my mom. Uh. And even today, like I'm really proud of what she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I practice a lot of things that I remember you talking about your, your, uh, wife, like she is like into like cool, like dark shit. Dark shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, I bet she would like some of the yeah. crystals that, you know, um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, like, cause I know that you're a very big history person and especially to like coming to California. Um, I didn't have a lot of experience with like indigenous people or cultural yeah. practices and stuff. So I'm learning, um, I'm learning where a lot of things come from through a lot of people that I meet. And so it's just a matter of like also making sure that um, like anything that I I use or represent, I always want to use it in like a a respectful way or because even when you were like talking to Lakota about like certain terms, yeah, you know, then you like, what was it? Uh, The Sioux? Yeah. Sioux Nation. Yeah. yeah. And so like him talking about how some people take that the wrong way. Like those are things that I, I want to know. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah, And that's the thing is like, so I understand that like, like, that's another reason why I don't like to talk about the things that I've don't all the way understand and know about yet. Yeah. But the good thing is like, you know, there's plenty of information and especially, like I said before, being in California, I'm, I have a lot more, um, opportunity to interact with people who know what the hell things are. So, so what's like the ethnic or, I don't, want to say, I don't know if ethnic is the right word. What's Atlanta full of or Georgia where you come from? Is it full of like, aren't there a bunch of black folks out there that have a certain, uh, is that the bayou and shit or is that Louisiana? No, the bayou, shit? yeah, it's Louisiana. Oh, I mean, I'm like sorry. Atlanta is like a mecca for black business. I think it is a beautiful city. I think like it's a, it's a cultural melting pot for sure. Yeah. But like, I mean, even people like Killer Mike, you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. he, he um, owns tons of businesses and out there. And like he, um, I just think that there's a lot of, um, like it's tough. The South is tough. Because yeah, that's what, that was my point is like out there, it's a, Atlanta is different than Georgia like and and so Atlanta is more mixture of like different cultures and stuff but there's still that deep south like oh yeah like I watched the movie Get Out last night I'd never seen it oh shit uh 
I was telling Wes yeah. that I I feel like I know people who would yeah. do shit like that's fucked up, but it's that that's what makes it hard like um to to like I don't know say that I'm from the south too because there's a lot of like things that I didn't realize were embedded. negative things that are yeah. yeah associated with it. But um, but Atlanta is beautiful. Atlanta is uh, like Oak Park out here in Atlanta really remind me of one another. And oh, that's tough. I mean, plus like you got so many like great musicians, great yeah, rappers yeah. coming out of Atlanta. Atlanta's fire. ATL ho. Yeah. <laughs> Not Hotlanta, don't say that. I think I said that to you before. I was like, are you in Hotlanta? You're like, nobody says that. I was like, oh, thank you for educating me. Yeah. But, well, the point I wanted to make was that you're not only, when you come to some place and you don't respect what's already going on there or you don't value the values of that place, people can see that on you. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I liked about you is that you were willing to learn about everything. Not only learn about it from the comfort of your home, You'll go out and get dirty with it. You'll go out and meet people and, you know, do this, put put actual time and energy into it. And that's something I really wanted to highlight about you is like when people hear this, they might have certain uh, ideas about you straight off the bat. So like for sure, one of the things that I love about learning about an artist is that like it makes for whatever reason, the context of that person makes their art more personal. Or whatever. I don't know why it's like that. But learning about other artists has led me to that conclusion. And so, like, now I get to do that. And so, like, I really want to make sure that, like, uh, the last however many episodes we're at now, I think five, um, five or six, the last episodes, I always ask the same question. Like, are you happy with the way I presented you? You know, like, did I do right by you as an artist? And so far, everybody's been like, yeah, dude, it was tight. Some people like you cuss too much, which is cool. I get it. I do cuss a lot, but it's been tight, and it's uh, yeah. I just really want to make sure that I do that for every artist, and I think you're one of the perfect people that will like can use this, you know, to reach people. Not 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 just to be reminded of hey, I'm an artist here, but to be like, hey, motherfucker, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I get down. For sure. I mean, at the end of the day, like I am who I am, and like you said, people are gonna. I can't control anybody's thoughts i can't control anybody's beliefs like people are gonna think what they're gonna think and that is their right you know so i just have like i try my best to be just as authentic as i can be as a person and know that i'm i'm human therefore i'm bound to error just like anybody else's and you know like i don't I've, I used to be like a really big people pleaser where I wanted, and I still can be that way, but I've learned that that is so bad if you want to do things for yourself. Like if you yeah. want to succeed, you, you just have to recognize not everybody's going to like you or accept you. And, and I try to be very um, aware of that. And I try to be aware when I am that way towards others too, because like I'm no different than anybody else who might feel some way about me. You know, yeah. I might have feelings like, so I just, um, I respect that you invited me on here and that like, you know, I think we really truly used art to become friends. Like, you know, and that's, that's something super valuable to me is like the, the friendship grew through the fact that we both like understood art or ourselves in art, you know? Yeah. And that's one thing I don't coming from growing up and doing art with the same crew of people same probably 10 people for the last like 18 years There's never been very many outsiders coming in so and and i can vet anybody 
through anybody else. Yo, has this dude ever snitched before? Has this dude been to jail before? How long has he been around? You know, I can do that with anybody else in the craft scene. But in art, it's different. And I've I've been able to, like, take my time getting to know people. And there's been a few people where I'm just like, I like you. I'm going to put a bookmark in you. I hope we do something later. And let's just see if you're around and how you move with other people. Yeah. And that's that's what I thought about when I met you. I was like, I like her. I hope she's stays dope. Because some people can be dope when you meet them. And then, like, later on, they're just weird. Yeah. And I'm glad that you turned out to be one of the people that, it's tight. Oh, I hit the table too. <laughs> yeah. So I really appreciate you just as a person and an artist too. And I want to conclude the interview with the question. Very important question. Yeah. What's your idea of a dope day? I knew this was coming and I didn't, I didn't prepare at all. I mean, a dope day is waking up early, like having a good meal, good breakfast, um, being outside in nature, just kind of like being in the moment. I mean, not having any like thoughts about what what I have to do or what I've done, just really being present in the world. And like, I think nature brings me to that place a lot. Um, it's not art because I get really stressed out when I do art, <laughs> but yeah. I love art. But yeah, and then just um, being, you know, I, I, I don't like, solitude all the time but I think like if I can think of a perfect day it would be like me in a beautiful place like with the sun shining and like nature around me and just nothing to worry about like that sounds like the perfect day to me the dope the dopest of dope days yeah no and that's uh that's fire I think I think that's where I'm not gonna say anything else mess it up we're gonna conclude with that all right so again lady Junkrat, tell us where we can find you Social media wise. Oh, weird. Um, so yeah, Lady Junkrat on Instagram. Um, that's pretty much it right now. Like I, I don't. I have an Etsy like for some of my art, which there's like a link on there. But the shop is called Lady Junkrat on Etsy too. And then, um, I don't know. I mean, call me, beat me if you. Would. <laughs> <laughs> I, but yeah, like I, I um, I'm just kind of doing my thing, and uh, I hope that the Lady Junkrat name can resonate a little bit in the art world. That's it for now. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate your time and your story. This podcast is brought to you by We Are Sacramento and The Loft.